Yikes. Jesus is pretty real about the state of the human heart. And he doesn't pull any punches. He says it like it is. And it is this way, my friends. Because our faith is all about the heart. This, this gospel that we have tonight from Mark chapter 7, it, it started yesterday. Jesus has a conversation with the Pharisees and they are wondering why his disciples won't do like the external observances of the law. Why do they eat their, hand, their meals with unclean, that is unwashed hands? And Jesus gets after him and he says, what, well did Isaiah prophesy about this, about you all. This people honors me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And it was true then, right? And it's true now that we can honor the Lord with our lips, but our hearts can be far from him. And just as the Pharisees were all about external observances, we play that game too, because that's what the human heart does. We like to fake it. And our culture is just like that too, by the way. It's so based on externals. And the Lord doesn't care about the externals. He just doesn't. He cares about what's here in the heart. So he throws everything for a loop. And he gets rid of a bunch of the Levitical laws that the Jews really clung to. He says, don't you know that everything, nothing that enters one from outside can defile that person, but the things that come out from within are what defile, right? So it's not what you eat that makes you unclean. It's the state of your heart. And that's hard for us to hear, but the reason the Lord does that, the reason he lays it out so brutally uh, clearly is because he wants to heal. And the first thing in healing means stating clearly the, the issue that needs healing, right? When you go to the doctor, he doesn't ask you what's good in your life. He asks you what's wrong, what's hurting, because that's how he can heal. This list is tough. Jesus says, what comes out of the man, that is what defiles him. From within the man, from his heart, Come evil thoughts, unchastity, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, licentiousness, envy, blasphemy, arrogance, and folly. <laughs> you said it's a hard list to hear. But every one of us has the capacity to go down each one of those paths. Left to ourselves and left to our own devices. That's why the church, we begin every mass with an acknowledgement of our sins. Why? Is it to make us feel bad? No. It's to make us realize that separate from Christ, this is, this is our lot. But with Christ, every one of these things can be turned. Because our hearts are good. It's just that they've been corrupted. They've been wounded. And that's why we need the healing of Jesus. Even the worst human heart is still created in the image and likeness of God. It's that it's become overcome and taken over by something that shouldn't be there, by a disease that isn't meant to be there. And that's what sin is. So Jesus names the stuff so that he can deal with it. Jesus never names brokenness in our life so that we feel bad about ourselves. He names stuff so he can deal with it 
my spiritual director in seminary, he said, the Lord only reveals so that he can heal. And if those things come up in your life, if this list convicts you, it's not because Jesus hates you, it's because he loves you and he actually wants to deal with those things. The question for us, though, is are we willing to let him in? Because he has a tremendous respect for our freedom. He doesn't break the doors of our hearts down, but rather he knocks at the door. He can see everything. He sees everything in your heart and in mine. And he knocks at the door and says, I would like to come in there, but if you let me in, we're gonna do some work. I'm gonna do some healing. I'm gonna fix some things that are broken. And that's then the great question. Do we trust him to do that? Or do we keep him at bay? Do we keep him on the foyer of our spiritual lives and our hearts so he doesn't come in? It's the big question because all of us who come to a daily mass, we can honor the Lord with our lips and not let him in. We gotta be careful. It's so great you're here but it's not enough for you just to be here. We have to give our hearts to the Lord. We have to trust him, especially with those areas of our brokenness and our sinfulness, especially in those areas where we know we resist him because we all resist him. Otherwise, we'd all be saints. So where do you resist the Lord? Where is it hard to trust? Where is it hard to offer your heart? And maybe oftentimes it's hard to offer because you think that's so horrible That piece of my heart is so horrible, I have to clean it up before I can offer it. And all I can ask you is, how's that working out for you? Because it doesn't work very well. We have to give our hearts as they are, especially the areas that are broken, especially the areas that are enslaved to sin. We need a savior. We need a divine physician to heal us. We need a liberator to set us free. And the good news is we have one. He is all on our side. Jesus loves your heart more than you do. That's precisely why he wants to heal it. That's precisely why he wants to set it free. But it comes back to the question, will we give him our hearts tonight? Mass In a few moments, we'll put gifts on the altar, bread and wine, that become quite literally the heart of Jesus. I said yesterday, there's a great Eucharistic miracle in Lanciano, Italy, I saw it. The host turned to flesh. And what kind of flesh? Heart tissue, myocardium, heart tissue. Isn't that beautiful? Jesus gives us his heart in the Eucharist. We're meant to give our hearts to him. Don't let bread and wine be the only thing offered on the altar tonight. Give him your heart.